You are listening to the Show Up Society podcast. If you want to feel better about the way you show up in the world, you're in the exact right place. I'm your host, certified life coach, Tammy Bennett, and I'm here to help you stop giving a poop about what others think so you can make confident decisions. Your whole outlook on goals will change too. You'll see they can be fun, doable, and full of celebration, not something to be afraid of failing. And speaking of fears, I'll help you work through all of yours so you can take more action. You're already a badass in my book, and if you want to learn how to create the life you want, then get your buns in here and let's go. Welcome to episode 202 of the Show Up Society podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about how to get yourself to do scary, uncomfortable things. So, so much of my work is working with people that want to do something and they're just kind of too scared to get themselves to do it. They know they have the potential, they know they have the capability, but something is standing in the way from them doing the thing. And it's almost always fear of something, fear of feeling something that they don't want to feel. So I have lots of tips. I have lots of examples um, about how to get yourself to do a scary, uncomfortable thing. So I'm going to be giving you some examples on today's podcast, and I think it's going to be really useful for you. Even if you're someone who does a lot of scary, uncomfortable things, I'm betting you that there's something somewhere in your life where you're feeling a little hesitation or a little resistance. So this podcast episode is going to help you. First, I wanted to share a really nice review left for my podcast. This is from Duccio24, and they say, a fierce and loving kick in the pants, five stars. Find mindset shifts, actionable steps towards your goals, and a whole lot of love and encouragement on this amazing podcast. You might discover you are perfectly lovable just as you are, and you can love yourself through every scary step if you decide to change something in your life. You might discover it's not that scary to change if you take it one step at a time and choose to show up for yourself each day. Don't settle for feeling stuck. Open your heart and mind to the Show Up Society and find out how much fun goal getting can be. Thank you so much. It kind of segues into what I'm going to be talking about today, but I thank you so much for taking the time to write the review. And I also want to say in full transparency, I also recently got a three-star review, which my old perfectionist ways would have been really freaked out and upset about, but I wasn't upset about it for a single second. I'm going to share that review with you in a later episode because I kind of want to build it out into a whole episode to talk about it because it's just a really interesting thing that I see come up a lot of times. So um, I will share that with you in a full episode at another time, but I just want to give full transparency. I'm not always getting five stars, but I definitely appreciate you when you do leave me a five-star review. So thank you so much. And I just wanted to give a really quick update on my trip to the beach cabin to do my writing retreat last week. So many people were intrigued by that, by my solo trips. Uh, I got a lot of comments and a lot of feedback Um, I was happy to see how many other people also do solo trips, but if it's not your thing, that's okay too. Um, Just find whatever it is for you that is the time that you need to yourself to recharge and replenish yourself and go do that thing. Um, So the update is, is I didn't get quite as much work done as I had planned, but does anybody ever, I mean, right? Like it's kind of a hard thing to, because I think as humans, we always kind of overestimate the amount of work that we think we can do in a short period of time. Um, But I was really cool with it. 
I was really happy with how I spent my time. I got some good long walks on the beach. I found a gym and I kept up my exercise that I'm doing with my new uh, trainer. So I was able to hit the gym twice. Um, And yeah, I just, I'm really happy with the amount of work and with the amount of rest and recovery that I balanced out. And I think it was a really good time and I'm so glad that I went. Okay, let's talk about how to do scary uncomfortable things. So the reason I wanted to talk about this today is because I was talking to a group of people, I don't know, a couple weeks ago within the in the past month or two. And someone was saying that they were really scared to go into the gym. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I was totally scared to go into the gym too for a while. Like I had signed up for the personal trainer. And I think it took me almost two months to get my buns in the door of the gym. I was scared of so many things. I was scared of Uh, using improper form and having somebody come up and correct me. I was scared of uh, looking at myself in the mirror and scared of, you know, being around gym bodies everywhere and not necessarily feeling like I have a gym body. I was nervous about where the equipment was and how I was going to find it. I was nervous about how I was going to look at my app and find out the exercises that my trainer had assigned me to do and how I was going to record them because I can't see close up anymore without reading glasses. So I was like, am I really gonna like have reading glasses and put them on and then like fill out my little app and then take my reading glasses off? And where am I gonna put the phone? And where am I gonna put my glasses? And do I bring my water bottle? Am I allowed to bring it with me? I had all these things going on in my head, plus so many more, but I was really scared to go to the gym at first. So we were having this conversation with other people and I was like, you know what got me to the gym? is I gave myself permission to just go to the gym and walk around, like check in, walk around and then leave without being in gym clothes, without doing any exercises, just to go in the door and leave. And the group that I was with, they were kind of like laughing at me like they thought that was kind of silly. And I was like, oh friends, there's nothing silly about that because guess what? By me giving myself permission to do such a tiny thing, and I'm using tiny in air quotes because it didn't feel tiny at the time. It felt like it took a lot of oomph and gumption to get myself to the gym to just even walk around. But um, but I said, because I gave myself the permission to do that tiny step, it showed my brain that, oh, the gym isn't such a scary place after all. And I see people here with all kinds of shapes and sizes of bodies. I It got me familiar with where the equipment was because I walked my lap through and I was just checking out the equipment. I figured out that people do bring their water bottles with them and all these people are doing different methods of recording their weights. Some of them are writing in notebooks, some of them have index cards, tons of different people have apps. Um, so anyway, it just made me feel more comfortable. And so then I wasn't so scared to go to the gym anymore. And so because I allowed myself that tiny step, and then because it showed my brain that it was safe and that it's okay, it alleviated some of my concerns. Then I realized like, oh, okay, it's not so scary. It's not so uncomfortable to go to the gym. And now I've been going and I even, like I said, I even found a gym at the beach where I didn't even know they had one. And I figured out how to sign up for it and have a couple day pass and get into the gym. So now it has become such a safe, like normal thing for me, all because I let myself have that tiny step. And so once I told this group of friends that they were like, oh, and they kind of stopped laughing. And they're like, oh, that totally makes sense. Right. And I told them like, I use this technique with so many of my clients and with myself of if there's something that feels scary or uncomfortable, 
then we just ask ourselves, what's the tiniest, tiniest, like you got to go really tiny. What's the tiniest thing that feels safe that I could do today? And then let yourself go do that. The key is to let that be enough to not berate yourself for doing something so small, right? So if I had gone to the gym and walked my lap around and then left and said like, oh, you're so dumb, you can't even go in with your gym clothes on, or oh, this was such a waste of time, or oh, that's so silly. If I had done that, that wouldn't have felt that good. It wouldn't have felt like an accomplishment and it wouldn't have told my brain that that was enough. It wouldn't have helped me move to the next step. So the first step is break it down into the tiniest possible piece. Next step is to go do that and to let that be enough Okay. And then what will happen is your brain will be like, oh, wait, brain, she's good. She's totally fine. Everybody's still okay. And it will see that it's safe and it doesn't have to protect you from doing that thing anymore. So then your brain will take down some of those barriers. It will release some of the resistance that it was giving you because now your brain knows that you're going to be safe if you go do that thing and it can let you go. It can let you go do that thing. Okay, so then your brain feels safe. And so then you figure out, okay, now that I know that step is safe, what's the next safest, tiniest step that I can do? So for me, I had the day where I just walked around the gym in my clothes. And then I realized I was safe. I was still okay. I was still all in one piece. Nobody looked at me. Nobody pointed at me and laughed. Nobody even noticed me or gave a shit that I was even there, to be honest. So then I was like, okay, well, what is the next safest step for me? And for me, I was just like, oh, I'm good now. I'm, I'm fine. So I went like, the, I think it was the very next day in my gym clothes. It was all good. But sometimes we need some more intermediate steps. So I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to change some of the details here, but uh, I have a lot of clients who are people pleasers. I had one client in particular who felt like she had to answer the phone every single time it rang, no matter what. So she is in business with some uh family and friends, and they all kind of share the duties, but she has chosen to be the one that answers the phone. And so she was telling me that like, no matter what time of night or no, I mean, no matter what time of day, no matter what she was doing, even if she was like out with her friends, if the phone rang, she would answer it. And she wanted to stop doing that, but it felt terrifying for her. It felt like she just couldn't let herself not answer the phone because people would be so upset. And maybe her family that was in business with her would be upset or the customers would be upset. It would just felt really scary for her. And I said, what would happen if you just let it ring one time in the next week, just one time in the next week? don't answer the phone. What would happen? And she was like, I don't know. I think I could do it. And I'm like, well, if you feel safe enough to try it, let's try it. So she tried it. And then her brain looked around and was like, oh, wait, you're still in business. Nobody's left you bad reviews. Your friends actually are happier now because you were present with them instead of answering the phone. Now you feel at peace because you've gotten to have an uninterrupted conversation with your friends. It was kind of a win, win, win all around. So then she was like, I kind of like that feeling. So then the next week, she not answered the phone three times. And so then it finally became to this thing where she sometimes will give another member of her family that's in business with her, she'll give them the duty of answering the phone while she's out doing something for herself. But it, it took, you know, a couple weeks to get there. And so you might be thinking like, oh my gosh, I don't have a couple weeks to get me from A to B. 
But if getting to be is so paralyzing that you can't get yourself to do it, then taking a couple weeks or a couple days is so much better in the long run because you're going to get to point B as opposed to making yourself do the big, hard, scary thing, but it's so scary that it paralyzes you and then you don't take action at all and then you actually never get to point B. So getting from A to B with tiny, tiny, little, safe, doable steps is the way to go. Let's do another example, shall we? Let's say there's somebody and they want to be a famous writer, but right now they feel scared to show anybody their work. They don't want anybody to know what they're writing. They don't want to tell anybody that they want to be a writer. They're just in that phase where they know that they could be a good writer. They want to be a famous writer, but they just can't get themselves to share it with the world. So the first tiniest, most basic step might be to set up an anonymous account, maybe anonymous account on Instagram or Substack or Medium or a blog. Somehow set up an anonymous account and post your writing one time. And then you sit back in your chair and you look around. Is anybody laughing? Is anybody making fun of you? Is anybody trolling you? Is anybody disowning you from the family? Chances are no, because probably nobody even saw it. And if they did see it, they wouldn't know it was you. So now your brain's like, oh, we just posted something online on the World Wide Web for the whole world to see. And we're still kicking it. We're still here. Everybody's still okay. So then you're like, okay. I'm safe here. I'm good. What's the next tiniest step that feels safe that I could do? Maybe it's that you put your photo on this anonymous account, but it's still a fake name or an an anonymous name, right? So maybe a couple people in the world who might happen to see it and they'll see the face and they know that it's you, that might happen, but it's a different name. So maybe they'll second guess themselves, right? So, So you publish the next piece of writing with this picture of you, but a fake name. Then your brain looks around. Are you still okay? Is anybody making fun of you? Like, is there anything that feels scary about this still? Chances are no. So then what's the next safest, most doable, easy, tiny step? Maybe it's you change the name to your real name. So maybe now you're publishing pieces of writing with your real photo and your real name. Chances are nobody's going to see it still because you haven't told anybody in the world that it's there, right? So just putting something online, there's very few people that are actually going to see it until you point them to it. But it's a way to publish your work on the World Wide Web, in public, on social media, and still kind of being very safe because probably nobody's going to see it. So then you take a step back, your brain's looking around, you're like, I'm still okay. Heart's still beating, still breathing. We're doing good. So then what's the next tiniest, best step, easiest, safest, most doable step you can take? Maybe it's that you tell one person in your family. Maybe you tell the most supportive person that you know in your friend circle, your family circle. You tell one person, hey, I've had this dream of writing and I posted it online. Do you want to check it out? Can I share it with you? You want to tell me what you think? You want to give me feedback? You tell that one person. They come look at it. They give you their feedback. They still love you. They're so proud of you. Your brain knows it's safe. Now you can take the next step. Maybe you tell somebody in your neighborhood or you tell somebody in your family that's like kind of supportive, right? But the point is, I I could go on and on all night until this person becomes famous because they've told Oprah about their writing and Oprah loved it and she chose it as her selection and blah, blah, blah. But the point I want to make is that even if it takes a little bit longer for for you to get from point A to point B, it might be worth it if it's keeping you active, if it's keeping you taking steps towards point B, right? If you become unparalyzed, if you become ready to take steps, 
And if you give yourself credit for all of those tiny steps, you will get to point B faster than if you're hovering in the corner, biting your fingernails, like shivering in fear about moving from your starting line, right? So a lot of times we think, oh, it's silly to take such a tiny step. It will take me forever to get there. But the fact is, I'm pretty much betting you that you will get there faster by taking tinier, safer steps than you would by not doing anything, right? It makes sense. Taking steps towards something is going to get you there before taking no steps. The other thing you might find is the more steps you take and the safer you are, the bigger your steps start to be. You don't have to go such tiny steps anymore because you'll gain so much confidence. You'll gain so much safety. You'll gain the, the, the strength that comes from overcoming all these little battles, all these little uh, hesitations or reservations. And your steps might end up getting bigger and bigger. And you're feeling bolder and more confident. I see that happen a lot of times. So what I want you to take from this is figure out where you are feeling resistance in your life, where you're not taking a step forward because it feels scary or it feels uncomfortable. Maybe it's that you feel like you don't know enough. If that's the case, then what's the tiniest, most basic, safe step that you could do to learn something? Maybe it's signing up for a class. Maybe it's checking out one article online and reading it right? So what I want you to take from this is figure out what that is for you, where you're getting stuck, where you're not wanting to be uncomfortable or scared and break it down into the tiniest, most microscopic step that feels safe and doable to you today and go do that one thing. It might just be something like opening up your email and typing in the person's name. It might be opening up your sketchbook and making one mark I've worked with artists before that are so scared to paint on a new canvas or a new journal or a new sketchbook page that I have them paint with white paint. Just paint with white paint on the canvas. So you're making a mark, but it's really safe, right? It's really safe because it's the same color as the page. So find your way to safely start taking action one step at a time. Take a pause in between if you need to, to regroup and then take the next safest, most doable, basic, tiny step. Okay? I'm so excited to see what you do. I hope that you share it with me. I can't wait to see. Thank you so much. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Stop. I'm going to interrupt myself. Before I go, I just want to remind you, if you are a runner, I would love for you to join me and my husband, Coach Chris Bennett, the global head coach of Nike Running. We are putting on a month-long coaching program in February. So it's coming up really soon. And it's called the best runner ever winter edition. We are going to be giving you so many of our best tips and tricks to enjoy running even in the winter. And we it doesn't matter what level of a runner you are, you can be very beginner, you could be advanced. And we are going to be giving you all kinds of mindset tips, tips for strengthening your body, preventing injuries, handling injuries and setbacks, racing mindset, pretty much anything you want to know about running, because guess what? You get to ask us questions all month long, and we will make sure that your questions get answered. So if you want to do that, we would love to have you in. Got to sign up before February 1st, because that's when we start. So you can go to showupsociety.com forward slash B-R-E-W-E. That's for best runner ever winter edition. You can find Coach Bennett or me on Instagram. 
and you can find the links to it there. Okay. Thank you so much for showing up to this episode of the Show Up Society podcast. Now go out there and show up for yourself. If you liked this podcast and you want help applying it to your life so you can do more of what you want, you're going to love working with me one-on-one for six months. I'll help you with strategy and mindset so you can figure out what you want, make an action plan, and I'll help you get unstuck all along the way. Go to showupsociety.com forward slash coaching to set up a consultation call to see if we're a good fit. If you're not ready for one-on-one, but you do want to get shit done and show up for you in a supportive group environment, then get your buns into the Show Up Society. It's a community membership where you will learn how to say yes to more of what you want and no to the rest. Go to showupsociety.com forward slash T-S-U-S to sign up. I can't wait to help get more of you into this world. Oh, hey, loyal podcast listener. Thank you for being here all the way through to the end. I would love for you to come find me on Instagram at Show Up Society and find the post that corresponds to this podcast episode and go into the comments and leave me an emoji that means safety. So it might be safety goggles or a hard hat. I don't know. Whatever you think means safety because I just want you to know that you can take a safe step towards your big, scary, uncomfortable goals and you can make them happen. Thank you so much for being you.